Hello, hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This is Maria. Today, we're talking about anxiety, a topic that has been requested for quite some time. And I figured, um, why not chat about it? There is a lot that I want to say on anxiety. I know enough of you suffer uh, from it. And unfortunately, it's on the rise, especially in the United States. Um, anxiety is on the rise. There are many precursors to that. There are many reasons. Today, I'm going to be providing my perspective on this predicament. And um, hopefully, we are going to be able to unwind you know, our way out of this predicament together. Before we dive in, just a couple of housekeeping items. Please come and meditate with me on our Sacred Universe podcast. Uh, it is a beautiful heart-led space that I have created to be able to share my, you know, energy as well as the downloads from the universe, the universal codes with each and every single one of you. It is a healing space that goes beyond meditation. I know we call it a meditation podcast, but it's really every meditation is an experience. It's a journey. There is the before and after. It's quite impactful. So wholeheartedly invite you to join us there. Secondarily, please check out my book. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a book that is almost like a sacred journey in and of itself. Um, it is a book about manifesting a best life yet. How can you take energy, your personal energy, and optimize it? How can you borrow the energy from the universe? Where are the sources of energy that you can borrow from? How does energy move from point A to point B? How can you make your energy stream a more focused as opposed to a more dispersed energy stream? Because only focused energy um, helps you manifest in the physical. How can you not blame yourself for the off times? Um, how can you you know, perfectly gestate your ideas. I talk about the gestation principle. I talk about the clusterization principle. There are so, it's honestly, you guys, do yourself a favor and just get the book. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's available on Amazon. It is available through um, Kindle and Audible as well. That's it. That's it. Why don't we talk about anxiety today? Now, like I said, anxiety is on the rise. It is a condition that um, is fairly prevalent in today's society. I would say, though, the Western world is a lot more, <laughs> I don't want to call it the condition of the Western world, but it's a lot more spoken about here. And because of that, it has become a bigger problem in the more developed countries. There are reasons for that. Um, the trauma reason, okay, so the, the trauma background that happens prior to anxiety becoming a condition um, could be common regardless of where you were born um, in the world. But the Western world treats anxiety very differently. There's a whole industry around treating anxiety, anxiety medi medications that is actually making the problem worse and not better. Um, now, let me preface everything that I'm going to say by stating that there are multiple perspectives. There is no ultimate truth. Um, in order to seek truth, we may need to go up to the level of source consciousness. Anybody below level of source consciousness arguably all of us individually and combined, are going to have a perspective and not the ultimate truth. Today, I'm here to provide my perspective on, my, on anxiety. The reason I'm doing this, despite the fact that it is a very charged topic, is to offer you, those that are seeking this kind of information, a way out, to offer you something, like almost like a rope, um, that you can grab onto and climb out of this ditch, essentially, that is anxiety. I will also tell you this. Over the past few years, it has become very, shall we say, trendy and almost funny 
to use the word anxiety in passing, almost in like when you're making a joke, saying, and almost like a substitute for the word worry. There is a lot of that, especially in the United States. It's very common to hear somebody say, oh, I have anxiety over this. And in in like a very colloquial kind of like, you know, poking fun uh, at yourself type of way. So there are more and more people that are using the word anxiety as it relates to a phenomenon that they're experiencing than ever before. And I will tell you this, and I usually, and, and you guys, if you've been around, you know, I talk about conditions, uh, health conditions, um, fairly often these days. And this is the first time that I've said this, but it's real. And this is something to pay attention to. Anxiety as a condition as an egregore, is an egregore. An egregore is an energetic structure for those of you that, you know, have followed me. We have spoken about egregores. I talk about egregores in my book as well. An egregore is a collective thought form or a collective energetic structure that is created by many people, multiple people, who are thinking about the same phenomenon, phenomenon, who are experiencing the same phenomenon, as well as the people who are treating the phenomenon. So in this particular case, um, you know, essentially every organization you know, let's take a step back. An egregore is an energetic structure. Like it's invisible. It's something that, you know, you guys may not see, but it's almost like if a concept had a soul, it would be an egregore. And please forgive me for making this analogy. I'm just trying to bring it home for you. Every organization has an egregore. Every company has an egregore, like an energetic structure. Every political party has an egregore. Every country has an egregore. Every disease, major disease in the world has an egregore. Anxiety is a disease with an incredibly large egregore that is growing year over year. It is a very hungry energetic structure that is trying to absorb more and more and more people, uh, is growing right now. And um, as a society, we are feeding that egregore, for better or worse, just because anxiety has replaced the word worry or concern in some cases from our vocabulary. And again, we think it's funny, but really not. It's really not. If you were to look at what happens energetically when you say the statement or when you say something like, I have anxiety, or I have anxiety over this, or I am, even the word I am anxious about it, literally brings you to the same egregore and the same energetic structure, which is a very predatory structure. It's a very hungry entity that wants to sink its teeth into you and hold on to you for dear life. So the before we even go into the precursors to anxiety and what you're feeling and why you're feeling, what does it mean in terms of energy and how to cure yourself, most importantly, let's start from the basics. Cut the word anxiety out of your vocabulary. Make a point to not say things like, I have anxiety over X, Y, Z, or I am anxious over X, Y, or Z. Because as a, a, you know, a human who has not been diagnosed with, with anxiety, if you keep saying that, and if you can keep repeating this statement, you will manifest that in your life. Specifically about this disease, it is the case about this condition, it is true. Why? Because this egregore is really hungry. It wants to sink its teeth into you. It wants to put you on medication. There's big pharma. There are parties that benefit from people having anxiety. So what should you be saying, right, instead? Because it's not like you can, you know, gloss over it or, you know, gaslight yourself and be like, no, actually, I'm healthy. Because obviously, if you are having the symptoms, 
it's very real. It can be, you know, it can lead you to panic attacks and all kinds of other extremely uncomfortable physical, um, you know, sensations, right? It is a real thing, right? It's not a fad. We know that. However, here is another perspective and here's a more positive outlook on this entire situation. What is anxiety from the perspective of energy? Anxiety in your body is excessive heat or a fire energy, but it's not any kind of fire energy. It is a disbalanced fire. And I know it sounds weird, but instead of saying I have anxiety, say I have an overabundant heat in my body or I have an overabundant fire energy or there is a fire raging inside, whatever you want to do, just don't call it anxiety. And you would notice that by just making that mental shift in your language, how you describe this condition about, you know, to others and how even, even if you just use this internally for how you think about it, it's going to help you because um, a label of anxiety is, is very, very strong. And a lot of people start associating themselves with the label instead of, you know, understanding it's just the flow of energy in your body, right? They think that there's something wrong with them and, oh my God, they need to treat uh, themselves. And, you know, like anxiety is almost like internally you put a stigma on, on it, right? And it makes it a lot harder for you to understand the condition and be able to heal when you associate yourself with anxiety to such a degree. So why don't you start first and foremost shifting your perspective about anxiety and understand that no, it is not a predicament. No, you're not a bad person. No, there is not anything that's wrong with you. All it is is a disbalance of fire energies in your body. You are five major energies. Like there are five major energies in your body, five major elements, if you will. Um, you know, there is the good old earth. There is the good old water, air, and fire. And the fifth one is ether, right? Which is probably the most nebulous one, but you know, you have these five and that's it. That's it. And a disbalance in a particular element um, will cause, can and will cause physical symptoms for you. In this case, anxiety is related to a fire misbalance. Depression, for those of you that are interested, is a disbalance of water energies in your body, right? So let's start there with a very, very big picture understanding of what is essentially off, you know, in our body when we're experiencing anxiety. Of course, you know, and not only that, right, but like, what does it mean? Like, where is this excessive heat coming from? And what does it live in your body? Your anxiety can live in one of the two chakras, or it can live in both of these chakras that I'm going to just name, right? So first we're saying, like, we, we get clear around what it is. It is over excessive fire. It is a fire that is not balanced. It's too much fire, which creates too much heat, which creates all of the symptomology from heart palpitations and sweating. And it is your body trying to release excessive heat and potentially failing at releasing excessive heat. It is also a little bit of a fight or flight response. And, um, you know, it is always a response of your body. There's like a trigger. There, there are triggers to anxiety. Now, there, those could be things that you're very conscious and cognizant of that are your triggers. And then there may be triggers that are so much in your subconscious that you may get triggered and you don't even know what you got triggered by, which is why anxiety feels like such a black box. Like, I don't know where this is coming. It just takes over me. And then I have no control, right? And there are all these fears that people have strong anxiety around you know, uh, succumbing to that and feeling of helplessness. Now, where are the two places? What are the two places energetically in your body that your anxiety could live? 
first one is in your root center, your red. That is the fear of survival, and that is the fear of society, by the way, so social anxiety, the fear of people. Very often would live in your root center. A lot of these, that, that's the first place. Um, I'm going to get into explaining it in, in a, a quick second. Second place is your heart space, your heart chakra. Anxiety lives in either your heart chakra or your root chakra or both of these chakras. That is where that fire starts. When you're feeling, just when you're just starting to, to get your sensations, that where that fire is, that is where that fire is starting. It may also be happening in both of these. And usually when two of these fires collide, that is when you get a panic attack because it's like, oh my gosh, this is like, feels like a forest fire. It's everywhere. It's overwhelming. We're going into overdrive. Let's start understanding why is your body producing a very physical, well, I guess first the very etheric sensation, very energetic sensation of excess fire, and then a physical symptom or multiple physical symptoms that are a response to that energetic fire burning inside of you that is unquenchable, right? Let's first deal with the level of the root center. For a lot of you, for a lot of you that are experiencing this intense sense of worry, an intense sense of fear of the future, of the unknown, of people, of the happening. There is always a trauma that precedes anxiety, a trauma that has not been worked through. Anxiety always lives in the shadow aspect of a chakra. It is the shadow aspect of your root, and it is the shadow aspect of your heart. Once you work through this shadow, once you face it, instead of running away from it, every time there is an episode, It comes to be healed. This part of you wants to be reunited with the rest of you. It doesn't come to hurt you or to harm you. It comes to signify a disbalance. And it's almost like, hey, pay attention to me. I'm right here. Hello, I'm still here. I'm your trauma. Meet me. Meet me. Finally face me. What is it that I'm trying to tell you, right? That is the trauma, um, essentially, trying to come to the front and center. Um. For those of you that cannot remember a particular instance in this particular life, a particular traumatic experience that caused you to feel anxious, it is usually a past life trauma. Or in very, very few few instances, it could be an ancestor trauma that is just so, like, it's almost like it's so deep ingrained in your DNA that you unfortunately have to deal with it front and central, but it comes up, it bubbles up to the surface so you can heal it, not for any other reason. This fire comes so you can balance it, not so you can suppress it, not so you can deny it, not so you can run away from it, not that you, not so you can ignore it. It comes because it is time for it to be healed and therefore released. The way to deal with anxiety regardless of where in your body it lives, what trauma it came from or what precursor to it was, is getting good at releasing fire. Fire is our most creative element. Fire is our most cleansing element, even more so than water. How crazy is that? Fire is our most formative element. Fire is the element inside of us that is closest to God consciousness, to source consciousness. Imagine. And so, By allowing the fire to act in a very natural way, meaning creating things for you, building things for you, 
that fire, you know, is going to be channeled into a very positive um, outcome and oh, in a very positive into a very positive route. There is going to be less of that fire to consume you from within. Why do you think a lot of people who experience anxiety are tired? Is because the fire is an energy that is very intensive and it consumes you. It's like burning from within is a thing. It consumes, it's like an energy intensive process to be burning like a forest fire inside of your body. It drains you like nobody's business. So, you know, and fire is not meant to be burning all the time. Fire is not water. Water is a lot more of a stable element. Earth is an incredibly stable element. Fire and air, they're not supposed to be stable. You cannot, like, it's like, imagine trying to grasp onto fire with your hands. And then, you know, how long before you get like a burn? <laughs> you know, not, not all that long. So one thing that you need to understand about your fire is your fire needs an outlet no matter what. Your fire needs to be healed no matter what, right? Because it's going to keep on burning. It's like a, a fire that's burning black until you turn it and you heal it and you allow it to burn the color that it needs to burn. And then your fire needs to establish a process, a healthy process, like a release mechanism in your body if you're to heal yourself from anxiety. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because I'm still here actually just talking to you about the root center and the trauma that, you know, um, has happened to you either in this life or a past life. But this particular issue obviously deals with safety. You know, you would experience an anxiety. An anxiety is a warning mechanism of your body. Your body is almost like if you've experienced trauma, and again, it could be this lifetime or past lifetime, around safety, physical safety, where you didn't feel safe or you were on your own and you were worried that things could happen to you. Or, you know, if it was a past life trauma or even like you could have even been hurt or even killed, you know, if it was a past life thing. And now, you know, you're alive in this particular body, new life, and then something triggers a memory. Whatever that is for you. And by the way, usually people with anxiety have multiple triggers. Because imagine there's like a traumatic experience. I don't know, like being burned in the stake. Let, let's ride with this experience for a quick second, right? Being burned at the stake, for instance. For some of you, which hunts all of that, right? Like enough of you have lived that. Um, and especially women, um, a lot of women right now, females, uh, souls are common female bodies. They have come in this particular life. One of the reasons we're collectively healing the witch wound karma. So enough of you that have been burned at the stake or in any way, shape or form maimed, deformed in past lives during the witch hunts, all of you are here. You know, all of you are gathered right now to heal that witch karma. So that's why this is not a, a very like weird example. It's actually right on the nose. So Imagine that you're being burned at the stake. So somebody, I don't know, like, um, and please bear with me in, uh, for this analogy. I promise you, you're safe in this. Imagine you're, um, there is an executioner, right? And they're tying you to the stake, right? And so you are looking at the crowd and there, there are a lot of people and they're screaming and yelling and some of them are happy and some of them are crying or whatnot, like, but there's this noise. And then imagine that the sun is, you look at it and it seems like, like it has a, like a red tint to it, like an ominous tint for whatever reason. And then there is a black crow that is just flying by. You notice a black crow. And then you notice the sensation of your skirt next to your feet. And like the way it touches your knees, it's a little like rough, like the fabric is rough. And like all of these sensations are happening. 
as the fire is being lit up under your feet. And then the trauma happens because it's pain and it's, you know, all of these and the smoke and you're suffocating, but at the same time you're burning and it's like, what? Like it's craziness. It's this madness. The reason I'm telling you all this is this. Next lifetime, in the next lifetime, you may come. You don't remember that you were burned at the stake or whatever other form of trauma that happened to you. But because it is a safety trauma, like life or death, potential life or death situation, it this type of trauma, all of the witch hunts are living in your root center, you guys. So what ends up happening is this. Something triggers you. What could trigger you? Anything and everything that your subconscious connected to that traumatic experience. You may subconsciously or consciously see a raven flying by and it would take you straight to that moment when you were burned at the stake 17 lifetimes ago. Or you may notice a crowd around you in a mall and all of a sudden somebody yells something and it reminds you of that noise that you experienced during that traumatic experience, during that thing. All of a sudden you get heart palpitations, you get sweating, you're like, danger, danger, fight or flight, how am I going to save myself? Run for the hills. Um, or you may feel the sensation of a fabric, a piece of fabric, you know, scratching um, like your knee, like where it's not maybe like, or like hitting your knee the wrong way. And it reminds your body subconsciously that this is how the, the skirt felt on your knees when you were being burned at the stake. All of a sudden you get into anxiety mode and you're like, this came out of nowhere, but it didn't. Did it really come out of nowhere? Or did you just forget where your trauma came from and how it felt. Now, it doesn't have to be past life trauma. Sometimes it's this life trauma. But please remember that the reason this fire is burning and raging inside is because it is a feedback loop. It's a mechanism to help you remember and heal that trauma right now in this lifetime because enough is enough and you're here to heal all of these wounds that are coming through as your anxiety. And your anxiety is your best friend because it is your feedback mechanism. It is here to remind you that a part of you remains unhealed enough so that it would cause the most sacred, one of the most sacred elements in your body, the heavenly fire, to turn raging like that. To turn into something that could be detrimental, quote-unquote, to you instead of helping you create, you know, ascend, all of these other things, cleanse, all the things that the fire is meant to do when it's healthy. So this is what you're like, just if you think you're crazy or you think you're unstable or you think this is like, you know, anywhere, like any of those things, please understand you're neither of those things. It's just your body remembers more than you do. Your subconscious remembers more than you do. And if we could trace your anxiety back to its point of origin, it would be crystal clear to you that you're not crazy. And by the way, you are in charge. Anxiety is never in control of you. You are in control of your anxiety. You can control that fire in your body because it is showing up to heal you, not for any other reason. It is not making up, it's showing up to make your life miserable. It is not showing up to <laughs> isolate you or do any of those things. But please understand that a lot of your trauma is going to be related to people. That's why social anxiety is so hard, so hard. It's so prevalent is what I meant to say, right? Because a lot of these traumatic experiences, you guys, happen around people. 99% of your trauma is people-related. Whether that is one particular person related or multiple people related, like a group that abused you or, you know, a crowd. But it's very often people-related. That's why, you know, people very often would cause you to feel anxious, like nobody's business. Not all the people, not all the times, but very specific triggers, right? So that's the, the part that lives in your root center, right?
It is very deep set trauma usually. And yes, sometimes anxiety runs in the families, right? Because we attract people uh, with the same kind of brokenness that we hold in our own code. Or we get attracted to these, the people that are broken the same way that we are broken. So no wonder it runs in, in families. So there is that predisposition. That's not it going up. Because um, some of you may also, um, you know, develop, quote unquote, anxiety. Um, you know, maybe you, you don't get started that way when you're young, but then, you know, you get older and for some reason anxiety is here. And enough of you will start feeling anxiety when you're on your spiritual path. Like all of a sudden you, you, know, you have your awakening or like at least you start doing the work, you know, you start meditating all of a sudden your anxiety shows up and you're like, hold on a second. What is happening? Am I going backwards? Am I going forwards? What's happening? So for those of you who feel like you're in the more awakened camp and all of a sudden you're feeling anxiety, two things. Anxiety is the shadow side of your heart chakra. It's the heart chakra opening up. As you're going through your personal evolutionary process in this life, your energy is going to ascend from the lower chakras to the higher chakras. If you're curious to learn more about this, um, please listen to my episode about the assemblage point. I made a whole podcast about the assemblage point. It's really foundational. It's really good. You're going to enjoy that. It explains really well how that process is, is taking place. Um, and so eventually get to a heart space, right? Opening up your heart chakra. Your heart chakra is the first chakra that really opens a path to true I mean, enlightenment, as lofty as it sounds, right? But like your true awakening is probably not going to happen unless you at least open up your heart center. And so the more work you do, your energy naturally rises up to your heart. And that is the first thing that's going to come up front and center for you is always the shadow. Like the shadow aspect of the chakra is always the first thing that's front and center. And then you transcend the shadow and you get into the light of a particular chakra. Now, uh, I've said this before. And, you know, at the risk of sounding extremely repetitive, I'm going to say this again. Humanity's next lesson is opening up the heart chakra, the heart space. Right now, humanity as a species on planet Earth vibrates at the level of the solar plexus chakra. Our next lesson is to rise up to the occasion and become the green emerald energy species up in the heart vibrating at, um, you know, that level of nature and all other living organisms. We are... You know, the only pretty much living organism right now, the only living species that vibrates below the green center in nature. How amazing is that? And we believe that we're the most evolved. How funny. But setting that irony aside, once you start rising to the level of your heart space, this is where anxiety, you know, takes on a whole other thing, like a whole other level. This is your heart trauma. And this is your heart heartbreak. Very often, and by the way, like at this level, at the level of your heart, um, very often people become empathetic. They may have very big hearts. They may start displaying a lot of kindness. And all of a sudden, this anxiety kicks up, right? For big-hearted people, it's because they're still working through. There's something for you to work through with the shadow aspect of your heart. I'm going to draw a very big overgeneralization. But the precursor to this kind of trauma, like I said, is heartache. So if you are experiencing anxiety, in, in your heart, like usually like for those of you that have chest sensations, you know, like when like um, it's almost like something is pressing on your chest, like the tightness in your chest so you cannot breathe. Very often it's heart trauma and it is a very particular kind of heartache. It's usually one person that broke your heart that is going to cause you. And, and very often, by the way, in this particular instance, you would be able to trace this to this particular lifetime. 
Although if we were to unlock your past memories, we would see that you've been running the same pattern for probably many, many incarnations of, of that same pattern of heartache. You should be asking yourself, who broke my heart? Who was my major heartache? And I will tell you, and this is especially common in, common in women for some reason, but this particular, if you, and there are people, I, and I don't love overgeneralizations, but I will say this, for enough of people tuning into this, who are experiencing the particular kind of anxiety that lives in the heart, it's one of your parents that broke your heart. One of your parents. And for more than 50%, vastly more than 50%, it's not a 50-50 split. More of you are going to experience this because it's a heartbreak from your mother. Specifically, your mother broke your heart in whatever way, shape, or form. So if you're experiencing anxiety, look at your relationship with your mother. Why the mother? First, it's usually women actually that open up the heart spaces, right? Um, usually like the, the way this transition is taking place is the females are supposed to open up their hearts and then the males are supposed to um, kind of like come after as a second echelon. Usually if your mom caused you anxiety, that means that you should cause your heart trauma. That is because she herself was dealing with a heart trauma. So mothers that live in the shadow of the heart pass on the shadow of the heart to their daughters and their sons. It is just what it is. It is a chain reaction, you guys. So do check in with your relationship with your mother. It could be that your mother is not the culprit. It could be that not even your parents are the culprits. But look for big heartbreak. Somebody broke your heart. And that is, you know, that anxiety is like, ooh, you know, my heart is opening up. And, you know, subconsciously, for those of you that, whose hearts are opening up, you're feeling it all the time in the background. Like, you may, be, you may not be cognizant about it, but it's, like, happening. It's, like, you know, like, you're breathing, right? And, like, you're breathing so frequently that you're forgetting. It's an autopilot. Same thing, like, when your heart is opening up, it's an autopilot. You don't have to be cognizant or monitor that process. But you know that the more subconsciously, you know that, not consciously, that the more open your heart is, the more prone to heartache it is, right? Because you have no barriers, no borders. It's like an open heart. Anybody can come in, do whatever they want, you know, no protection, no shell, no nothing. And subconsciously, you're like, ooh, but I remember that heartache. Gosh, that heartache sucked. It was so bad. It was so painful. And then, you know, you're, you know, and then something can trigger you as well, reminding you of that heartache that originally happened. And all, all of a sudden you go into fight or flight mode or overdrive and you're like, okay, I need to protect myself. I need to protect myself. I don't know how. I don't know how. That is kind of what's happening on the level of, you know, if we were to get real about anxiety, it would be one of the two things. The biggest heartache you can come up with in your life or the biggest fear for your safety. Those two are going to cause your fire, your protective fire to go haywire on you and turn almost like turn against you. Let's talk about how you can start healing. How you can start harmonizing. First things first, do you remember how I told you that the fire energy needs an outlet? The fire energy needs an outlet. <laughs> I will repeat that. Your fire, the reason your fire is creating this sensation in your body is because it's not going where it's supposed to go. It is not being eliminated from your body the way it is supposed to. It is being stuck. And it is being stuck without a way out. That's why it's creating this pressure. It's a fire pressure. And it's a growing pressure. 
first things first, obviously, you can breathe, by the way. You know, breathe really deep breaths. On the deep breath, you can imagine that you're breathing out the fire like a dragon. You're the fire-breathing dragon. It is completely okay to start deep breaths, just releasing fire on every out-breath. That is probably like the first absolute most basic thing you can do. If you're absolutely like, if that's the one thing you can remember uh, when it hits you. Other things. There are two very natural outlets for the two fires that we have just discussed. There is a pathway for the fire that burns in excess heat, not just any fire, but excess fire that burns in your, in your heart. There is a natural pathway in your body for the excess heat that burns in your root chakra. That energy, you know, essentially, nature is smart. You know, our great architect, as well as our source consciousness, are extremely wise and intelligent. They have pre-built pathways in your body so that you can naturally eliminate things that are causing you problems. There are fire pathways that exist in your body to help you eliminate excess heat. Most likely, if you're experiencing anxiety, is those pathways have been blocked. So you need to retrace them so that your fire can quite naturally eliminate itself out of your body. Let's maybe start with the bottom fire, the fire that burns in your root chakra, which is at the base of your spine. The very natural process of elimination for that fire is through your feet. It needs to move down. It needs to go down. Who absorbs that fire? Mother Earth. Mother Earth is meant to absorb fire that is raging in your root center. It cannot go anywhere else, you guys. If you try to eliminate that bottom fire any other way, you are going to fail miserably. It is impossible. There's only one pathway for it. It goes through your left leg down and down your right leg down. Two pathways, rather not one, but it's kind of the similar pathway, right? So it should travel from, you know, your tailbone down through your feet, down through the soles of your feet and exit into the ground. It, it is ex that excess heat needs to go into the ground. So if you are, like before you have an episode, right, make sure you are retracing in a meditative state. You want to close your eyes and you want to create these pathways from scratch, almost like draw them in your body, paint them in your body. Imagine that they're there. A downward pathway that goes from your root center down into the ground through the soles of your feet. Draw both of them. And then act it out. Pretend, right? Make believe. Imagine there is a fire burning in your root center and let that fire out through the soles of your feet into the ground. What else can help amplify this practice is if you stand barefoot on the ground. By standing barefoot on the ground in nature, you train your body to release excess heat. So if you are experiencing anxiety, if that's a common thing for you, walks in nature with your bare feet, imagining how you're releasing that bottom fire into the ground is going to be extremely healing for you. One, two. How do you release the excess heat in your chest? If your fire is raging in your chest, what do you do? The only pathway for this fire is up to your crown. That is the only way for you to release it. The fire, excess fire that is burning in your chest cannot go down, it cannot go sideways, it cannot go in a zigzag fashion. That is a recipe for that fire being stuck. So in a meditative state, you want to draw an upward stream, like, like a highway going from your heart space 
straight, you know, through your nose, kind of like through your, uh, first, I guess, through your neck, and then up through your nose, through the middle of your forehead, coming out in the middle of your head into the crown space. So you want to draw that path, and then you want to role play, kind of like want to make believe, you want to practice a little bit, right, before before the actual episode is you want to imagine that that fire is starting to in your chest that is raging in your chest is traveling up 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 and moving up to the top of your head and then escaping your body from an opening at the very top of your head that is an outlet a healthy outlet for that fire you know what is a byproduct of this beautiful practice your crown center is going to become activated on top of everything else not only are you not going to experience excess heat in your chest but your higher centers are going to become activated, which is where this fire is meant to go. It's not for no reason that the fire is supposed to be burning in your heart space, you guys. It is meant to help you evolve, not to help you feel crazy. (laughs) So allow that fire to go into its natural, most perfect arc, which is up, right? So if you're feeling like you are starting to get, you know, hate hate that word, but anxious, right? Um, Close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and release the two fires. One through the soles of your feet, start with the bottom fire first, then with an up fire. But do that. Allow that fire to go somewhere. You have to give it an outlet. Now, of course, there is, there. you know, that's in the moment healing. Usually, though, to truly heal something, you have to heal the precursor to that thing, right? If you kill, sorry, heal the symptom, or if you change the symptom, but don't change the root cause, that root cause is going to keep coming back for you. If you're feeling anxiety and you would like to heal the root center trauma, listen to my episode about the root chakra, healing the root chakra. I've also made a guided meditation about healing your root chakra on our Sacred Universe podcast. Do check it out. It is also important for you to do past life regressions specifically with an intention to see the life where that anxiety originally came from, or rather the trauma that created anxiety in your body. So first, you watch that life. That would give you an understanding. If you cannot, for some reason, do a past life regression, by the way, I offered, um, you know, I, I did. YouTube video on past life regressions. I did a meditation on past life regressions on conversations with my higher self podcast. You know, I did a lot of these things. But let's say for some reason that's not the route you want to take. Do parts work. There is a part of you inside of you. There's like a part of you that represents that trauma. Talk to this part of yourself. Look at this part of yourself. Ask them when they were born, why they got created. What are they here to to do, but usually it's a protector part, right? They're here to help you avoid the same trauma that happened. And so they're like raising the alarm and and ringing that bell. And they're like, warning, warning, warning sign. You know, the same thing that happened to us before and it could have killed us or it could have maimed us or like made us real unhappy in the past. I feel like it may happen again. Just like, you know, I want to provide you a fair warning. And then, you know, integrate that part. See, um, kind of like usually when, when you do parts work, it's a little bit like reasoning with a part of yourself and they think that they're helping you. But if in fact, in this particular life, they're more like holding you hostage, right? And if they're becoming too much, you get to 
invite that part to do another task for you, right? Create another mission for this part of yourself and ask this part of yourself whether they would be on board with playing a different role for you. And very often they would be. And then they would just come back into the, invite them into the wholeness of who you are and they would just come back, right? So, you know, this is kind of like parts work one-on-one really, really quickly. But you need to heal that, right? Like you need to heal that excess heat, Um And by doing that, you need to go smack into the middle of the trauma. Same thing with heartache, right? Healing the heart, the heart wound. I have so many meditations on our Sacred Universe podcast around healing the heart wound. It's going to blow your mind. Literally, if you have anxiety or if you're worried about developing anxiety, which is also a thing, please do yourself a favor and um, check out our Sacred Universe podcast and do every single heart space meditation that you find there because that is the precursor to healing that heart space. There is a lot of wounding. Do work on healing the relationship with your mother or the parent who caused you this heart wounding. I made episodes actually about healing your mother wound and healing your father wound. They're available through the podcast and through the YouTube channel. Another thing that you can do is regulate the fire, right? Like if we don't want to do this long-term, you know, long-term healing, um, there are ways to regulate the fire. You may do, um, now sometimes the fire is raging and like it's, you know, it's too late to do something about it. But you may get into the habit of lowering, you know, you know how guys how like um, in, you know, you can lower the volume on the radio. Imagine that you have like a control mechanism to enable you to lower the volume, so to say, or the amplitude of your inner fire. And imagine that there is like a mechanism to regulate it for your heart um, space, for your heart chakra, and another mechanism, a separate one, to regulate it in your root. And so anytime you would like to just do like a little calibration Um, imagine lowering the volume of that fire. Visually, it looks like a big fire becoming a small fire. It's almost like in the stove when you're regulating one of the stove, like the flame of the stove. Uh, you know, you can you know, go all the way or you can make it quite small, right? So you want to make that fire as small as possible. And then there is like a protective dome. And usually like white domes work really, really well for containing fire. Imagine that, you know, there's like a very small fire now that you've lowered the fire that's burning in your heart and another very small fire that's burning in your um, root center. center. Um, and you want to close them up. You want to contain them by putting like a little white dome over them. The white dome doesn't extinguish the fire because you don't want your fire extinguished. Fire is good for you. It needs to be burning. It just needs to be controllable fire. And the dome helps control it. It helps it from flaring up for no reason, right? And that controlled fire you can deal with. You can deal with. Another thing that, you know, I would recommend that you do is do a journaling exercise. If your anxiety was a person, imagine your anxiety was a person. And do a Q&A on, uh, you know, on a page of paper, on a piece of paper. Uh, write down your answer, sorry, your question, to anxiety. What you should be finding out is, what is your anxiety here to tell you, to communicate to you? What does your anxiety want you to know? What is it here to heal in you? All of these things, all of these questions you need to ask. And then write down the word answer. And pretend that your anxiety is giving you the answer. And if you overthink this, this is not going to work. You're just going to have to allow your hand to write the answer, right? Because um, a lot of these symptoms, a lot of these symptomology, a lot of these conditions come as messengers, like I said. So understand very often just by understanding the root cause, 
you're going to be able to heal the, the symptoms. Sometimes if you just even do one past life regression and it shows you the correct trauma, the correct instance where that anxiety was born, you're going to get awareness. You're going to like, it's, it's almost like that problem comes out of the shadow into the light. All of a sudden you understand where, the, you know, where the root cause is, where all of this is stemming from, and you would feel in control of your circumstance because now you know you have the answers. You see the light, if that makes sense. And, you know, before you didn't, and that's why you didn't feel like you were in control. You didn't know what caused certain things, right? So awareness is like 70% of the solution with anxiety. And I will tell you, you know, again, I have a bias around it, but taking anti-anxiety medications is uh, prolonging the problem. It is suppressing the symptoms, but it never really is going to heal the root cause. So in fact, it is prolonging your suffering as opposed to helping you, right? It is something that you're meant to face head on. This is not something you're meant to sweep under the rug. So please don't. I want to take questions from the collective. Um, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to take it right now. The question is, can I heal my anxiety if I cannot see the root cause of the trauma? Can I heal my anxiety? The answer is yes, you can. The answer is yes, you can. Again, you would just need to get really, really good at releasing excess heat in your body. And it can be done in the moment, but it can also be done overall, right? Overall. If your body learns all the ways to deal with excessive heat, you're going to be able to start regulating that aspect of your body. I would say this. For you, it's very important to start working with the element of fire. Anytime you're trying to balance a particular element, you're going to have to dive into it. If you have a disbalance of water, you're going to have to work with water. You have a disbalance of air, you're going to have to work with air. You have a disbalance of fire, you have to work with fire. What are the ways that you can work with fire? Sacred flames and sacred rays. Any sacred flame meditation is working with fire energies. Um, working with fire elementals. I made a whole slew of episodes, or at least, you know, it definitely made, I think, at least one episode, maybe multiple episodes, about probably multiple at this point, yeah, um, about fire energies and fire elementals. So um, start working with fire elementals. There are quite a, a number of fire elementals available to work with you and heal through them, right? Um, I will tell you working with water is not necessarily going to work here because you cannot douse the fire with water here, right? So that's not, and I know this is kind of like, it feels like, oh, maybe, you know, if I'm, if my uh, fire is crazy, maybe I should start amplifying water. Um, you know, if you, if you try to do that, it's kind of like, again, like not wanting to face things head on and, and, and hiding a little bit. So work with the element of fire. What else allows you to work with the element of fire? The sun. Um, you know, the sun, um, you know, working with the sun, working with the solar consciousness, that's going to help you uh, work with the element of fire. Cleanse the fire within. Remember how I told you that the fire of anxiety burns black? Uh, sounds counterintuitive, but, you know, not really, because even regular fires, they have a black smoke. Imagine, right, that your fire that's raging inside of you that is creating this black smoke, imagine that what comes over it is a layer of white fire. And it merges from, you know, with your fire within. And through this merge, your inner fire becomes white instead of black. 
this is a healthy state of fire that's a lot easier for you to handle um, than a fire that is burning black at this point and, and is turning quite negative and nasty. All right, I'll take one more question about anxiety. Anything that serves a greater collective. The question is, how do I even know that I have anxiety? <laughs> I think if you have anxiety, you would know, right? But it is this intense fear of um, fear or worry um, or, you know, there's there are a lot of symptoms um, around in your body from heart palpitations to sweating to panic attacks. Like you would know that you would have anxiety, but it's this, you know, intense fear of the future of the unknown of crowds and, you know, enough so that it like um, could mm, paralyze you and not, you know, uh, prevent you from, from living like a healthy and, and fulfilling life. I will tell you this. Um, if you don't, like, don't put a label of anxiety on you, on yourself, right? Um, you know, it's normal to have worry. We are living in an artificial society where there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. It is normal to have your elements out of whack, right? So just label it excessive heat, temporary, and you can work through it. By the way, another thing that works really, really well for controlling your fire is acupuncture. Acupuncture, you know, the meridians, the, you know, the ancient Chinese knew how to get rid of excess heat in your body. So if you're experiencing anxiety, you're going to love the impact that acupuncture has on your body. So find yourself a good acupuncturist. You are going to thank me later. Um, alrighty, my darlings. Well, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please let me know, um, you know, how you feel about this in the comments. Um, if you have, you know, if, if you identify with any of the trauma, if you're able to find your root cause and just in general, overall, uh, please share your thoughts on this episode in the comments. I would love to hear them. Thank you so much. I'm sending you a big virtual hug and I'll see you in the next one. Bye loves.